2: the next United leader States leader heavyweight, leader heavyweight leader champion, ravishing There's nothing in my dream Just some ugly memory Kiss me like the ocean breeze
0: Please welcome the newest members of the Dangerous Alliance I'm Anderson and Larry Zabisco.
2: Will be my lover I will see Insane.
0: The world's greatest athlete and newest member of the Dangerous Alliance, the world's TV champion, stunning Steve Austin! Nothing
2: left alive but a pair of eyes, Raise my one more
0: time. Please welcome one of Sting's best friends and a little stinger himself, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful Bobby V. It's not a lineup, it's not an army, it's not a stable and it's not a family. It's an alliance of businessmen who will bring WCW down to its knees.
1: North-South Connection, welcome to episode number 16 of the 7 Months of Danger podcast. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and as always, I am here with my band of (laughs) merry men first. Scott Stifflin, how are you tonight? It's
0: podcast episode 16. It can almost drive me home drunk from the bar, so let's see where we're going.
1: I'm trying to correlate the number with what you just said. What did I miss in that? 16's got his learner's permit. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I don't get it. Uh, Matt, Matt, Susan, how are you tonight?
3: <laughs> you see, Schiff, uh, Sean uh, never got a learner's permit because he uh, used a
1: horse and buggy when he was 16. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was Amish. You're correct. <laughs> I was definitely Amish. Uh, Logan Crossland, how are you tonight?
4: Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> uh, off to WW we go. Oh, wrong. That wasn't the Mary.
1: No, that, was that was Seven Dwarfs. Dwarf. Sorry. But uh, nice dwarf. yeah, here I am, yeah. yeah. Got, More like nice, Seven Dwarfs. Nice my God! Yeah. What? All right, so we are I here. I, up. I was just being. Funny. It's 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 all good. I had to come up with something more creative than what we've done in the past. And, <laughs> uh, anyway, we failed. Ah, uh, so here we are. Don't go uh, busting with you. Yeah. We well, I will because you are part of the podcast, so therefore, if I fail, you fail because that is host privilege. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we are starting off hot as always, and gentlemen, we are one episode away. From a super brawl. So we are going to, we are looking at officially February 22nd, 92 through this uh, February 29th, uh, 1992. Uh, However, I do have a surprise match that I snuck in that we missed on the last episode that I did specifically for Matt Souza tonight, but we will get to that after we get to the Meltzer notes. So the Meltzer notes take us back to uh, February the 10th, 1992. So we'll kind of do the round robin deal like we normally do. And before we get to our first match, we have two sets of Meltzer notes, one uh, from February 10th and then uh, from February 17th. So let's jump right in. So first off, Milwaukee for the pay-per-view show um, did something like a 30,000 first day. So it should sell out the 6,000-seat Mecca Arena. Um, Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, and Junkyard Dog have all come to the office for interview. I believe Dog we brought back, which is one of those annual mistakes that every new regime does. <laughs> He's supposedly down for 325 to 280, so at least he's in better condition. But I can't see the purpose of bringing in a guy past his prime when you've got young guys that are more entertaining that could use the experience. Well, they're a surprising little dead weight on the cards now, so they always need some to keep fans from being too satisfied with the product. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on Williams, Gordy, and uh, Meltzer who – Historically has always made fat of uh have made fat made fun of like E. dogs. Yes, right. Sorry, Susa. Any thoughts? I mean, look,
3: I. I, I do get the thinking because JYD is a is a pretty big name, but he sucked in 1990, and now you want to bring him in in 1992. Like, I mean, I guess if you want to use him to, on like house shows to have like a three minute match against some nobody just to pop the crowd, I get it. But other than that, I mean, what are you bringing him in for at this point? There's no reason for it.
1: Yes, I agree. I, and I, you went 1990, so I think you were being kind. I was gonna go more like. Like after his feud, I would probably say after WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 3, uh, he was kind of done at that point. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah, being was fine. He
0: was done at WrestleMania 3.
1: Too. <laughs> yeah, I think he was pretty much done at WrestleMania 3 too You're Trust probably me, right. I
0: do watch that match for on the
4: on this very uh, nonstop connection feed.
1: All right. Very good. Nice plug there. Uh, <laughs> Williams. Uh, okay, Shift, this is you. Williams and Gordy would obviously be used as heels against the Steiners, but no deal has been finalized as of yet. So really missed the thought of these two teams. Sounds amazing, and we know that eventually does happen. So your thoughts here, Shif? Uh,
0: what's interesting is this was always said this was a Watts move, but this is Kip Allen Fry um, who's doing this. So I think it's pretty interesting because, you know, what everyone says is like when Watts takes over in a couple months, he brings in all his boys. But it looks like Williams and Gordy and even JYD, who, you know, got their start in Mid-South, um, were brought in, being brought in beforehand. And I think – uh Scott gets hurt with like a, a punctured lung. So I don't think we even get to see this, do we? Do uh, uh,
1: we do indeed. We do see, I mean, we won't see it in our watch on this because in the NWA tournament that comes up, Williams and Gordy beat the Steiners in the first round, which is considered like a big, huge shocker at the time. So yes, oh, wow. you, do get, you do get to okay. see it. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, next up, uh, Logan. Speculation is <laughs> Marty Jannetty and Shane Douglas will be coming in. But I don't believe that's finalized either. One more WWF name is said to be 70% sure of jumping, but he's only a step above JYD. So any thoughts on Marty Janetti and Shane Douglas coming in?
2: Uh, Shane Douglas
4: was pretty good in his WWF run at this point, so I think that would have been a good new young prospect they could have uh, brought in. And Janetti could have been good if he, he could stay off the off the drugs and stuff like that. I think if he could keep his mind clear, he probably would have been a good addition for him. But uh, I don't think either of those. Ha- well, Douglas eventually happens, but Janetti uh, never comes over. So
0: and, and Logan, as we've seen in twenty twenty three, Janet Janetti can't even stay clean now. So uh, that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And a very, very disturbing things on Facebook and his social media about his daughter, his uh, yes. possible daughters. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Shane Douglas, uh, yeah, actually comes in and actually forms quite the surprise team with uh, one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So yeah. um, having one banger of a match at K 92, which is still one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. But that's on a different pod, different show somewhere, somehow. But um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Matt, Kip, Fre- Kip Fry has a meeting this week with Jesse Ventura. WCW wants to sign Ventura up for a multi-year contract, presumably to try and build the anemic syndicated ratings by doing worldwide wrestling with Tony Schiavone. Any thoughts there?
3: Yeah, uh, kind of interesting that he wasn't already signed up by this point. I mean, they've pretty much advertised that he's going to be at Super Brawl, so it's kind of weird that uh, I guess he was on like a handshake deal at this point, which is strange because I feel like a guy like Jesse Ventura—that's a guy you sign like almost immediately as soon as you get word that he wants to come in and wants to work with you. And I mean, he he would be a big boost for uh, worldwide for sure with Shivani. So yeah, I mean, it it makes sense that they would want to sign him to a multi-year deal.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, I know, I think it eventually happens, but thinking about Jesse on Worldwide, like where David Crockett used to be, right? <laughs> it's just such a weird thought. But anyway, um, Schiff, they'll probably be bringing back the color commentator's role on the shows. It's no secret they want Jim Cornette back to do WCW, but don't expect the deal to be done. It's funny, but probably the best guy they could put in that role, if they want Ventura for syndication, is right under their noses and worked in a job role on syndicated tapings. Uh, on February second, and that's Scotty the Body, who we all know as Raven. So, Schiff, any thoughts there?
0: Yeah, um, Cornette coming back as a pipe dream because he starts um, Smoky Mountain very shortly. So, would be nice. And I believe Scotty does do some uh, commentating or,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yep. And I wasn't he, sure
0: if I was getting him confused with
1: when he was the with Johnny Polo in WWF, but uh, yeah. And he comes in as Scotty Flamingo here, uh, for and he comes in to uh, challenge for the light heavyweight title here. I believe it's in June, like right after we're done with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So yep. yep. So he'll be in a Scotty Flamingo. All right, Logan. This next one, I'm gonna I'm to ask for your opinion because the last <laughs> sentence on this one cracks me up. Um, February 1st <laughs> of Philadelphia, jury 1200. Is Ron Simmons beat Buddy Parker? Taylor beat Tom Zink. Steiner's beat Paige of Vegas. Bischoe pinned Bagwell when Medusa interfered. Brian Pillman pinned Morton. Sting and Rhodes and Steamboat beat Rude and Eaton and Anderson with Polly Bull to Dusty and Abdullah the Butcher beat Cactus in the bloodiest cage match seen in years. Cactus, who I said to have gotten a four and a half inch gas gas. Gash on his forehead at the hairline. Abdullah yeah. attacked and bled all over Bill after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Logan, any thoughts on that?
4: I would have paid to have seen that, and I would have paid to have seen Polly bull roped to Dusty. I think that was a pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining to watch, but uh, not a horrible card, but um, uh, probably would have been a pretty entertaining show to be at.
1: Yeah, as much as uh we've all shit on Abdullah, I think I would have paid big bucks to see him bleed all over little tiny Bill <laughs> After taking uh, photos. I guess Bill After has hepatitis and he didn't even know it at the time. <laughs> that yeah, that popped me. He bled all over Bill After. That's amazing. Uh this next one, I have no idea who he is, so I don't care. Ron West was rehired as an event coordinator, so we'll skip over him. That's Should uh, have hired Don, Don West. That's Don's brother, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, are they like the Harris twins Ron and Don West?
1: Yeah, I don't no, know. They're, no, they're, they're, they're not, not they're, they're not Nazis. No. Yes, ah, they, okay. Uh, okay so um, okay, this one's very. This one, I don't. see. I don't. This is so dumb. Referee Randy Anderson is sporting a broken hand, courtesy of somebody's face. Oh, well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the fucking wording on whose face? I want to know whose face. Like, who did he, Who the hell
2: was Randy Anderson
3: gonna punch? Like one of the fucking Patriots or something? Like you're gonna lose that battle. Like Paulie. Paulie's the only one that's his size. Makes I mean,
1: it's no just such, such, such a random news story. Somebody's face. Just, all right. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, on February tenth, ninety-two shift, there are negotiations going on to use Lawrence Taylor for a gimmick at the next card at the Meadowlands. They're repaying him in crack cocaine. They're paying him crack cocaine. All right. And your dog uh, was that your dog? I assume.
4: Don't call him Pee Wee.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. Apparently, your dog is not a fan of Dave Meltzer. Who is? Nobody. But I will tell you, I'm popping it. The hand of courtesy of somebody's face might be one of my all-time favorite (laughs) notes. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to the 217 Meltzer notes before we get to our first match. Uh, So uh, let's see who's up next. Is it Logan, I believe? Yes. All right. Lots of news regarding newcomers and contract dealings. So we're still talking about this. The much-talked-about negotiations between Kip Fry and Jesse Ventura during the middle of last week haven't resulted in a deal at press time. It wouldn't be surprising for a deal to have been struck by the time you read this. However, WCW is offering Ventura a two-year deal to work with Shivani on worldwide in syndication, plus do color on all the clashes and pay-per-view shows. Missy Hyatt has agreed to a new two-year contract.
4: I need you to add a couple of more zeros to that one, Kemp and Fry. <laughs> you son of a bitch. But, no, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'm... I, I, be interested to see when they get that deal done but uh obviously they get it done at some point
1: all right so and any thoughts on missy resigning
4: uh no i'm good
1: (laughs) (laughs) no no i'm good okay excellent uh all right uh shift uh big one here back to our crack and roll days uh nikita koloff was also inked this past week to return as a top singles babyface teaming with sting and a company against the dangerous alliance we'll talk a little bit more about that on our next episode also expected to be headed in are Greg Valentine and Dick Slater as a heel tag team. The Lord only knows why.
0: Uh, Nikita, um, you know, we'll see his peak um in crock and roll, but he was definitely like I I don't even think he was that good when he returned the previous year to feud with Sting. Um, but here he is coming as a baby face. And oh, he's gonna be one of the top ones and looks like Ron Simmons just getting pushed further and further down. And I wonder who else is going to get pushed down because we have the Steiners in as well. And there's only like, there's only four members in the dangerous Alliance and like seven baby faces that want to kick their ass. So yeah, it should be interesting. Greg Valentine, Dick Slater. I wonder if Greg Valentine was that, that was who Dave was talking about as a step up from JYD.
1: That would make sense. I honestly, Honestly, if you think about it, it's a shame. It's 1992 because back in the day, Greg Valentine and Dick Slater would have been a hell of a freaking tag team. Probably mm-hmm. just beat the shit out of people. All right. Oh, this is my favorite. Here, here is your. <laughs> All right, are we back? Are, is it, are we back to Sousa? We're back to Susa, right? Mm-hmm. Here is your uh, every pod update. Scott Norton is supposed to be coming in as well apparently he's a place <laughs> <person> between <laughs> the
3: concerts. Oh, thank goodness he keeps updating us on the on the Scott Norton situation. Every all the kids in the schools they're asking about when is Scott Norton coming to WCW? So uh, thank thank goodness he's giving us his our weekly updates.
4: See he so. wants him to be he wants him to be fire but he keeps coming back with ice so there's that.
1: It's My almost God. like Meltzer's trying to will it into existence. And right. <laughs>
3: that
4: was a fire and ice joke,
1: guys. That was a fire and ice. I got joke. it. <laughs> I, got you. I got you. I got you. I got it. I just I just saying. I'm dying. That, well the good news is by the time that happens Norton actually that's not till 96. 96. <laughs> '96. I, I, I
3: want there to be a weekly update until he shows up on that first Nitro. You know what? I just might make it up,
1: even if it's not in there, just to keep the <laughs> gag going. But anyway, all right, <clears throat> Logan, there's also talk <laughs> of signing Big Bam Vader to an exclusive full-time deal and having him give up his international commitments and push him as one of the lead group of heels against Sting, but given his Sweet Japan deal, estimated 200000 per year for 12 weeks' work, It'll take a major financial commitment, one would think. So uh, we know how this pans out. But 200000 per year for just 12 weeks is a pretty good deal in 92 in Japan.
4: Yeah, that's a pretty sick deal. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess you have to be away from your family for that time. But that that's still small compared to what you have to be away from your family when you work for, like, the WEF at this time. So, um, but yeah, that would be a huge signing if they could get on
1: full-time full, full for sure. Yep. And uh, as we know, as we get into the future, that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Schiff. Here we go. As for Terry Gordy and Steve Williams, they were in office about two weeks ago, but no deal has been reached. Although There's a lot of speculation about a feud with them and the Steiners. And again, this, this the Terry Gordy and Steve Williams thing is turning into a lot like the Norton stuff. Like fifth <laughs> time we've talked about them.
0: Basically, if you're wrestling in Japan in the early 90s and you like sniffed WCW, you might be coming in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Or you might do. not. That is correct. And I'm going to go like briefly go through the next two and then I'll go to Susan. So no talk whatsoever regarding Marty Janetti and Shane Douglas at this point. So that was very short lived. Uh, Steve Armstrong is back in action and missing a few weeks with the knee injury, which none of us really cared about to begin with. Um, OK, here you go, Susan. Medusa is out of action after a hernia operation after being injured on 2-2 in Philadelphia as it expected back in a few weeks. Any thoughts on Medusa's hernia?
3: I'm sure uh, I'm sure Logan, Logan is uh, very upset by this news. So Logan, it's okay, we're going to get through it. She'll be back in a few weeks.
1: It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know
4: how I'll recover.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Logan, because uh, uh, Susan, get ready because after this one, I'm going back to you again. Uh, oh Jesus. <laughs> some talk of making Teddy Long, who's under contract, but not doing anything a color commentator. Oh Jesus. I have I've, to go one-on-one on one with me, mock
0: callous.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so i i've recently watched some of the 1993 when they make him a backstage interviewer so i can only imagine that that would be a absolutely horrendous idea so um yeah not not, not i look forward to that one and she probably got a hernia from how horribly she tries to act all of the time it, like it, her acting was so bad that you know that just happened to her so
1: amen i will agree with you all right so uh uh Sh- shift i will get to you after the next Skip one me on this one, one. I have to, for a very particular reason, um, because it's a very good inside joke. Uh, Ventura Schiff, I'm sorry, Sousa, Ventura caused a minor uproar on Cody Boyne's radio show on W.A.L.E. in Providence two weeks ago, back when the town of Fall River, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was brought up, and Ventura said it was one of the only places he'd ever been to that was worse than Vietnam, which upset the mayor of Fall River who found out about it during the week. Um, So is this where the Fall River uh, ratings came up,
3: Sousa? I mean, look, first of all, yes Uh, Second of all, now look uh, Having lived in this uh, shithole city My entire life uh, (laughs) I've never been to Vietnam But I'm going to tell you I would imagine that Vietnam is probably better than this place
1: (laughs) Far River eight That's my All all right All right, Sif (laughs) Uh (laughs) El Gigante has returned home to Argentina Because his mom died
0: (laughs) It's pretty sad. I don't know how it's news. I, I'm i pretty sure he was gone from <laughs> it, WCW.
4: It, is Mamagante? Oh, my gosh. It's pretty sad news.
1: I don't know how that's news. <laughs> he died.
0: I mean, like, I'm pretty sure he was gone from WCW by this point because he joins WWF shortly. Like, within like six or seven months.
1: Yes, he is pretty much done at this. I don't know if he ever, I don't think he ever comes back.
3: I also want a uh, update on El Gigante's mother's funeral every week, much like Scott Norton.
1: All right, I'll do my best. I'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I believe we're going to Logan next. So, oh, you get another uh, house show here, Logan. Uh, February 9th at the Omni, drew $2,500 paid and $26,000, uh, $4,200 in the building with comps, as Tommy Rich pinned Joey Maggs. Oh, uh, Terry Taylor pinned Big Josh due to outside interference from Harley Race. Mr. Hughes pinned PN News. This sounds awful so far. God, uh, Johnny B. Bad Richard Morton. Steiners beat the young pistols. Ooh. Barry Windham pin Larry's Abisco. Uh, Two
0: stars beside it, Sean.
1: I know. I'm, I'm not giving the ratings because I disagree. <laughs> I'm sure it was a four-star banger. Nope. Sting and Rhodes nope. and Steamboat beat Anderson and Eaton and Rude with Dusty Rhodes Bull bull rope to Paul when Sting pinned Eaton when Windham interfered and hit Eating with the telephone zabisco jumped dusty Rhodes on the floor and when it was at ringside and making a save for dusty and that was three stars and then we got another abdullah uh cactus wait that's the cage match with yes. abdullah and cactus yes. to the correct wow. um half a star so the, like all the matches in this show except for a couple just got totally shit on on the star rankings so any thoughts logan
4: Yeah, if if we could watch the card from the Steiner's Young Pistols match on, I think it'd probably be an all right show. But the uh, three or four matches before that look pretty terrible. So uh, I'll pass on that one.
1: Yeah, looks pretty bad. All right. Last but not least, I think this goes to Souza because I had no idea this happened. Curtis Hughes' suspension was lifted because WCW... Not substantiate the charges against them. I have no idea what they're talking about here. I was going to ask you what What are these charges? I don't know what what they're talking. Maybe
3: he was the man that Randy Anderson punched.
0: I think he was. They thought he was on drugs. I
3: think it was something to do suspending. with yeah. I think it was yeah.
1: something to do with steroids or something like that or drugs, and they oh. tried to suspend him. But there was no previous Meltzer notes about it, so maybe they got lost in. Randy Anderson's hand hitting in the face or something. I don't know. I, he he must have he, he dropped that notes in the toilet where he wrote most of his notes for previous weeks. All right. So a very busy uh, couple weeks here of Meltzer with a lot of nothing but still always entertaining, as always, to make fun of and read. All right. So we're going to jump into our first match now. At the beginning of the pod, I said we are going to start on February 22nd, 1992. But in my research, I discovered that we had missed a very pivotal match on our last episode that – I really felt the need for us to go back and look at because I knew Matt Souza would want to watch this match. Right, Matt? Oh, yeah.
3: I, I, want, I, I, I could not wait. Uh, the, the, the suspense was killing me about this
1: five-star classic. Well, the reason why is because we have a match that happens in our current watch. That is set up because of this match. So I felt like we needed to get the context behind it because you know. Oh, I sure. Am, it,
3: it had nothing to do with spite, of course.
1: Uh, I'm a very, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to of the product you that we give out. Of I, w- I would, uh, I
3: would never say uh, anything else. All besides. right.
1: So, your special bonus match tonight comes uh, from worldwide. It is on February 15th, 1992, and it is one Larry Zbyszko taking on. One half of our favorite tag team, the Patriots, Todd Champion. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Larry, so before this, there was a fantastic interview. Larry's interviewed by Eric Bischoff, and he calls Todd, Todd Champion. And he is and he is nothing but an example for the Dangerous Alliance because Champion suffers from delusions and thinks he's a desert storm fighter. No one cares about Champion. And he, and Champion is a forgotten more, and, and Larry has got more wrestling moves then Chumpy and will ever know running around the desert, eating the sandbug, bug. Uh, and then Larry says that he is the top thug of the dangerous Alliance. And he calls Chumpian a jerk. And I thought this interview was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and I'll let you talk about that after I talk about the match. So the match goes on, Larry's out with Paul Lee, and Larry looks like he has a really fresh haircut. So he looks very prim and proper for his match. He also looks very, very old with his haircut for some reason. When Larry came out to me, that's because match, he is old. Well, this match to me, he looked extremely old. I don't know why. And, and then when he gets in the ring, it looked very much like a father in a ring with his older, taller son. There was just a big, <laughs> uh, big hype dynamic here for me. Crowd is really into this, which it made no sense whatsoever. Like it's not like piked in; you can legitimately see the crowd is super hyped. Uh, Larry hates that the crowd is hyped and tells them all to shut up and to keep their mouths shut. Which, and then he calls them jerks, which is awesome. Uh, we have full Nelson exchanges, which seems really stupid in logic because Larry is like four feet tall, and like, <laughs> the top champion is like six, like seven feet tall. So it makes no sense. Uh, Paulie is yelling and says he hates young people. Uh, Larry eats a lot of shit on turnbuckle throws, and then uh, he takes them like straight on in the head, and then he gets hit with a clothesline from behind, followed by a top rope shoulder block. Uh, I thought Larry was bumping pretty hard for him. Uh, he then gets press slammed. Larry escapes a headlock with a spin kick. Champion, the idiot that he is, gets distracted by Paulie on the apron, allowing for Larry to hit him from behind and hit the Brain Buster for three. Um, I don't know. For me, I thought this match was perfectly fine. I thought Larry was pretty damn funny in this. The one argument for me, and I think this will be a trend over this podcast show is particularly, is why is a D- Dangerous Alliance member still overselling for someone like Champion? I actually went one and a half. I thought it was a perfectly solid. And by the way, the Brain Buster was pretty visually... Cool looking, considering you know the height differential. I thought it was fine. So, Susan, I'll go to you first because I particularly picked this match just for you.
3: Uh, boy, uh, thank you so much for coming to me first. You really are a
1: mensch. Uh, I thought this sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I forgot to ask best and worst match, but I think it's not hasn't changed, hasn't changed. Yeah, so keep going. Sorry.
3: Uh, No problem. Uh, uh, At one point, uh, Paul says, quote, uh, I hate young people even though I'm one of them. So uh, Sean found his spirit animal. That's very good.
1: Uh, um, Oh, yeah. I hate old people even though I'm one of them. That's right. Correct. So...
3: Also, uh, apparently this was the main event of this show, which, oh boy, uh, really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, I I, I did go one star on it because the brain buster did look good, but I mean, the vast majority of this match was a full Nelson or a headlock or some form of shoulder lock, arm lock, lock bullshit. I mean, for the most part, this match basically existed. Uh, I I personally thought it was more fun to watch uh, my grass grow in my backyard. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we've seen We've seen worse. I'll say that we've definitely seen worse. So, uh, despite your best efforts, Sean, this is not the worst thing we've seen. So, uh, one star for me.
1: I see. I think one star is fair. I mean, even though I think it's one and a half, not that bad. I'm nothing if not fair. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Shiv, how about you?
0: (sighs) This match was something. Um, I do love that at one point Larry complained that Todd had too much oil on his body. Um, I will say that Todd had a full Nelson on Larry and Larry tried to get out of it, but Todd flipped him around and gets him back in a full Nelson, which was pretty impressive. Um, Todd actually hit a shoulder block from the top rope, which was also impressive. Um, and then Todd almost killed Larry with a gorilla press slam. Um, all within like 30 seconds of this Chinlock of doom, um, Larry was able to hit the brainbuster and it was over. I gave it half a star. It, it,
1: it I did not enjoy it. Mm. I would give you shit. I think you drastically underrated it, but I won't. You're wrong, but I'll move on. Logan, how about you? I'm not going
0: to give you shit, but you drastically underrated it. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go
4: ahead, go ahead, Logan. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to shock you, Sean. I went with you. I went one and a half. Um, good man. I thought it was yeah. <laughs> Larry complaining about Champion having too much oil on himself was uh, really funny. I thought that was funny as well. Um, Champion has the uh, full Nelson on him at one point, and uh, he kind of slips out of it. But then uh, Champion wheelbarrows him back up into the full Nelson. I thought that was a pretty cool spot. Um, I thought it was really awesome seeing Larry hit uh, Champion with the Brain Buster, getting a big guy up like that. I thought it was pretty impressive. Um, And my last note is I said I might have been in a good mood, but I didn't hate this, so... Uh, I, I went the same as you. All
1: right. So, what do we give it overall?
3: 1.125.
1: I think that's a perfectly fair. Perfectly fair.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sucked. That's what that shows. Yeah. All
1: right. 1.25. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. I mean, <laughs> it, is what, it, it is what it is. All right. We're going to move on. So, uh, February 22nd, 1992, we are going to WCW Pro and pretty big match here. Uh, eight man and. You know, we got a lot of these multi-mans leading in the Super Bowl. So this match is Sting, Marcus Bagwell, and the Steiner brothers taking on Cactus Jack, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. So pretty big match here on Pro. Um, and it, to me, it's like Cactus keeps getting involved in these alliance situations, so that's kind of odd. But Bagwell starts and smacks Bobby across the face. Rick in and clothesline to Arn and Larry. And then there's a belly-to-belly to, belly to Larry. Paulie flips out outside as Rick runs around the ring. Arn spits at Sting to get him to tag in. There's a press slam, a uh, press slam to both Arn and Bobby. Uh, there's a crisscross by Sting and Jack, but Sting jumps out of the ring to chase Paul and Rick. In um, Rick, Rick comes in. Uh, Steiner lines Jack, and Sting slugs Bobby. Uh, Rick hops on Sting's back and ring to taunt the alliance. Uh, Scott Scotts in and does a stiff elbow to Bobby's face. Then a tilt a whirl on a Steiner line to Bobby. Scott goes off the ropes and Jack pulls the rope down, and there's a savage fall to the ground by Scott rndt's them back in the ring scott gets a quick rebound with a sit-down powerbomb to larry everyone starts fighting bagwell in the ring with a cradle suplex to bobby larry breaks it up then gets a brain buster for three this was a very fun match um again the heels sold a lot the problem with these big multi-mans is they end so suddenly and are only like 10 minutes and This one i actually wanted to be longer because what you get is really good until you know it shits the bed at the end this one was fine i just thought it was too short for me um i actually went two and three quarters of a star again just too short sudden ending um if it acted a little bit longer could have easily been three probably up to three and a half but i went two and three quarters so Schiff, i'll go to you first what'd you think
0: yeah this was a uh, a lot of fun um i loved how arn and bobby were trying to double team but we're eating steiner lines uh arn and sting actually spit at each other at one mm-hmm. point so like we're seeing how they hate for this and then we see uh Things to come in WW ninety two, which is a uh, Sting and Cactus Jack going at each other. Um, uh, then uh, when Scott Steiner gets in, who is over like Rover, uh, he almost killed Bobby with a tilt a whirl. It was awesome. Um, uh, Arn hit a hit a beautiful DDT on Scott, and like you, you could see why they wanted to push Scott as a singles, even though he didn't go for it. Uh, Bagwell was there just to take the pin. I actually went two and three quarters as well on this, Sean. All right. Thank you, Sousa.
3: Yeah, uh, I like this a lot. I actually went higher than you guys. I went three and a quarter on this. Uh, just a, a great sprint. It, it was very short. And I think with more time, like you guys said, I, I think it, I would have uh, rated it even higher than this. But, man, just a super fun match. Uh, the Steiners have added a ton in the short amount of time that they've been here, just seeing them do their thing uh, puts a smile on my face. Cause I'm a huge Steiner's mark. And I just think they are so good at this point, just doing their thing. The, the tiger bomb to Zabisco was fantastic. So yeah, I, I just think they've been a great addition to this feud and I hope we, uh, I hope we end up seeing a lot more of them cause they've been awesome to watch, uh, to be a part of uh, being there with guys like Arn and and It's just, it's great stuff. So yeah, this was a super fun match. Uh, Jack, I thought fit in pretty well to and uh uh marcus bagwell was also there so three and a quarter <laughs> marcus bagwell was also there three and
1: a quarter okay um logan what'd you think
4: uh, I went two and three quarters as well, like you and Scott. Um, I thought the crowd was super hot for the faces. They are going just batshit the whole time, no matter who's in the ring. It could be uh, mostly Sting and the Steiners, but when they were, when Bagwell was in there, they were going pretty pretty wild as well. Um, and this is this is the match that made me kind of think. Um, as much as I, I think I've hoped this whole time that the alliance come across as a strong dominant force they really do play the dopey and easy to beat up hills heels really really well um like just bouncing around for everybody they do that really well and i i I, think i don't want them to be that but that's just kind of what they're best at uh, in a lot of these matches so it comes across really well uh but i love the convulsing off of the brain buster that bagwell does he does a pretty good sell of that um and i thought it was a fun quick six man it, it was probably a little too quick to be any higher but i thought it was really really fun at the same time
1: that, awesome so what was the total score on that
4: uh
1: 2.87 fair so real quick uh Matt, you went really high. I mean, not really high, but you went three and a quarter question for you. So the match was only 10 minutes. So that didn't deter from you how good you thought the match was. Because three and a quarter is pretty high. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just curious.
3: No, I actually I I, I enjoyed it a lot for it being a sprint. I, I would have gone higher, I think, if it was uh, a little bit longer. But I thought for the time they had, they made the best of it.
1: OK, cool. I, it's just it's again, like matches like these where it just comes out of the blue to finish when you have this kind of talent in it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's not resonate I, with me. I, so. think,
3: I think for me, because this was on a show like Pro, maybe I overrated it a little bit too because, I mean, for for a show like Pro, which is pretty much a C show, I mean, this is a banger of a match to have on that show. I,
1: I got it, but our next match for will sure. be the exact opposite. So we are going to <laughs> yes. We're going to... <laughs> we, are going to, truth. Yes, we are going to Worldwide Wrestling, and it is a follow-up to the great first match we talked about. Uh, and it is <laughs> Arn Eaton, I'm sorry, Aaron Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco taking on Van Hammer and our favorite tag team finally back together, the Patriots. Um, yeah, so uh, first <laughs> off, Van Hammer is way, way over in this match. I don't understand. Uh, Polly is out with the Alliance. Larry immediately is uh, jawling at all the faces. Polly says he wants to hurt somebody. Hammer immediately destroys Larry with two crow- clotheslines. As a crowd stomps, we will rock you, which is the most annoying trope they do with him in all his matches. Larry yells and grows loudly as, as faces have their way with him. Faces takes turns just basically beating the shit out of the Alliance. The Alliance finally gets controlled by wrapping Hammer's leg around the post. This lasts all la of thirty seconds as he gets a tag to tag the chip who battles all three heels um, all getting a ring chip does an airplane spin there's a cover on Arin Bobby up top but it's not a leg drop shockingly but an elbow and Arin gets to three way way too much selling for the alliance um, heading into the Super Bowl for the uh, against this team um, almost zero offense and they looked very very weak um, I thought there were some stiff shots in this but again. The alliance should not be selling for these freaking idiots. I actually only went <laughs> I went uh, three quarters of a star. Uh, this this match made me really, really fucking angry to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Logan, I'll go to you first.
4: yeah, I, I I went one for some reason. i don't I don't know why just because I don't think they really messed anything up uh, throughout the match. but what a steaming pile of suck this face team is just awful. <laughs> What 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 a what a team to throw together, um. Th- this match, I- I'm probably gonna go half a star honestly. Um, but uh, this match is all kinds of suck. Uh, it, the literally nothing happens until the the uh, classic shift special ends the thing. Um, even though he doesn't have the leg drop, but he does hit the top rope offense that leads to the pin. So, um, but yeah, I- I'll go half star. I'm not even gonna give it one. It sucked.
1: I mean, I would three to order. I mean, three quarters of a star. So it's not that bad. Yeah. All right. All right, uh, Schiff. How about you? Uh,
0: Van Hammer is one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Accurate.
0: <laughs> he almost falls down so doing chip. A-
1: yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: he almost falls down doing a clothesline, and Larry immediately yells, "Come on!" After that, which made me laugh. <laughs> um, I will say that I guess because I was dealing with firebreaker chip and Van Hammer, I was like, "Top champions actually decently athletic." Like, I like that little wheelbarrow, full Nelson wheel, wheelbarrow spot that he does. He did it in his first match with Larry, and he does it here as well. Um, and, like, it, it's just it's just a bad match. I, I want a star. Um, but I, I'm actually going to lower it to the half a star that I gave Todd Champion versus Larry Z. Oh, uh,
1: you so, know what? I, what the hell? I'll join the half star club. So we got three for three. There we yeah. go. How's so,
0: that? So, sorry, Arn and Bobby.
1: Yeah, man right, Matt. No pressure. All right, well, ahead, star, I, I, so I, don't, don't do I don't, I don't think we'll have to con Matt too much into
3: this one, Matt. What no, you- <laughs> I mean, uh, Christ, I went a star on it, but I'll go fucking half star. This match sucked. Hey, uh, <laughs> I mean (laughs) I can't can't fucking believe the Patriots are still a thing like I thought we were done with them at this point and no here they are. Uh, What a veritable who's who of suck the face team is. Uh, Van Hammer's awful and Larry isn't a guy who at this point can really help him carry him to a decent match. Uh, Good God. Chip's attire is ridiculous. This whole thing is just utterly ridiculous. At one point Chip hits the sloppiest fucking airplane spin (laughs) near the end of the match. It's terrible. I mean I mean the only good thing about it is that it was short it was quick and uh, my last note is uh, the dangerous alliance having to sell for this trio of suck is a sign that god is a myth so half a star
1: yeah i mean again going into the super bowl and the sell of the job they had to do for these motherfuckers is atrocious it's just awful all right so yeah uh we're all on the same page with this big pile of suck still not the worst match we've watched however Todd champion is a damn close yeah damn, damn close. close damn close uh, and Todd Champion, the gift that keeps on giving in suck matches. All right. So, our next match, we are going to WCW Saturday night on the same weekend. And for me, and I'm trying to remember, uh, we'll talk about this at the end. This might be the second best match I've watched in the history of this podcast. So, um, this is a big, huge eight man. Uh, it is Larry Zabisco, Rick Rude, Bobby Eaton, and Arn Anderson versus Sting, Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Ricky Steamboat. So, the only main players in the alliance face drama we're really missing here is really the steiners and steve austin um but super huge here so big time main event all the right players um there's no rude name calling tonight so you know it's a big time match when rude doesn't have time to call us whatever shit he wants to call us tonight uh the ninja is out with the faces and it's still funny to me actually how fat the ninja is because it's just i don't it makes no sense a uh, JR and the Tailor-Made manner on commentary. It starts off with all eight brawling. The face is clear of the ring. Wyndham um is opening fire, um, is just awesome against Eaton and Arn. Um, I still think for me, really, in this whole like face versus alliance drama, Barry is still kind of like the face of this because he's the one that really kicked it off with his hand getting broken. And even over Sting in some aspects thing for me, I think he's kind of the face for me on the face side. Arn has a very not PC karate ball taunting Steamboat that really spits at him uh, to get him in the ring, which again, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hardcore there. Um, Eaton and Arn are bumping all all over the place for the faces as Paulie yells at Steamboat, "Who the hell does he think you, he goes? Who the hell do you think you are?" Uh, Steamboat, and um, this match is probably the most enjoyable and fun here for me than most matches we've seen him in um, that we've watched since his Clash debut. Larry takes his turn bumping for the faces. Eaton then takes another turn at playing pinball for the faces until, uh, until there's a head scissors in the corner. And then Arn pulls uh, pulls uh, the face down onto the floor, allowing Larry and Rude to attack him. Uh, rude gets in and hits a top rope drop kick on Dustin. Arn with an awesome DDT on a Dustin comeback. Dustin goes for, uh, I'm sorry, Rude goes for a Rude awakening, but Sting stops him, allowing Dustin to DDT Rude. But Bobby comes in with a figure four immediately. Really good continued heel work on Dustin. And, of course, it's Larry who messes up, allowing Dustin to get the hot, t- hot tag. Steamboat comes in on all the heels. All four men in the ring. Crowd is going bonkers. Steamboat up top. Body press on Larry. And there's a three count. Root immediately needs Steamboat. In the kidneys and a Root Awakening as we go off the air. Holy shit. This was about 15 minutes of just awesome, awesome stuff. Again, one of the best matches we've watched in a long time. Maybe the best one, second best one we've ever watched on this show. Great heel work. Fired up baby faces. Everyone came with their working boots on, and crowd was hot. I went the full the full four on this. Um, just this match alone would have sold me on buying Super Bowl in seven days. Uh, Souza, I'll go to you first.
3: I'm right there with you. This is the second best match I've watched, uh, too. I went four stars on it like you. A hell of a match to throw out there a week before a pay-per-view. Just all the feuds getting involved. Like, this is the type of thing I was expecting to see more often when we started this show, is just like six-man tags, eight-man tags with just like... It only took
1: 16 episodes. Right, right.
3: (laughs) You know, (laughs) just you know, these guys going out there and 15 minutes of just heated, super-fast paced brawling and great wrestling and like this is kind of what i wanted out of this podcast and i mean like you said it's taken 16 episodes i'm just glad we finally got it because i was starting to be concerned that we weren't gonna fucking get it so i'm glad we finally got one of these uh yeah this was fantastic uh the pace was insane. Everybody got some shine, which I thought was great. Uh, you had sting and rude going back to their feud where they start throwing bombs. Uh, the crowd was on fire for most of this, uh, the hot tags, uh, particularly to sting. The hot tag was really great. Uh, there was one spot where I think sting was in, I want to say it was near the beginning of the match and he's stuck in the dangerous Alliance corner and he's fighting everybody just trying to break out of it. And the crowd was red hot for it. I thought that was great. So yeah, just an awesome match. Uh, uh, the right guy ate the pin in Larry because uh, he's Larry. Sorry, Sean, <laughs> compared to everybody else there. He's the guy who should eat the pin, and he did. So, yeah, this is fantastic stuff. A uh, hell of a TV match, so uh, four stars for me.
1: Yeah, no no need to apologize for Larry because this is the beginning of the Larry turn of what's happening with him. He becomes mm-hmm. the – yeah, his role in the alliance is very, very clear moving forward from this point on, I believe. Uh, Logan, what would you think? yeah i went four
4: stars as well um just an awesome awesome match and like like matt said this is what i what i've expected to have seen throughout this pod and you know we just haven't gotten a ton of it we got some we've had some good really good matches that we've seen but uh, this is really what i was expecting a lot of when we uh started this but 16 episode in here we go Um, I think they really should have gone all in on Wyndham at this point. The crowd couldn't be more behind him, and he's super motivated. You can tell that he really wants to be a big part of this. Um, there's a spot where Arn uh, thought he got one over on Steamboat, and then Steamboat nails him with a super kick as soon as he turns around. I thought that was a great spot. Um, as much as it kind of makes the Alliance look like fools, Sting battling all of them while he's trapped in the corner was an awesome spot as well. Mm-hmm. crowd got really behind that. Um, Dustin is truly the ultimate face in peril. He was great selling for all the guys uh, throughout the match um rude uh again looked really motivated really motivated so he re- looked really good in this one um as always i always say for some reason Arns ddt is particularly uh gross looking in this uh era so i thought that was really awesome and the finishing stretch uh was just all-time stuff so uh yeah four stars as long as as well as you guys
1: all right so three of us at four stars Shiv, how about you
0: yeah, we're making it four for four here. Um, I, I My first note here is Barry is so good. Uh, crowd is hot for everything. I I loved how um, you, you saw this. Now, I, I admittedly am a Sting Sting fan. Um, you, you saw this with Sting and Flair, but also with Sting and Rude and um, throughout their whole careers in WCW, you can put them in at any time and they'll feud. Um, it's I guess it's sort of like uh, we're kind of seeing this now with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're always linked somehow. So like for Sting, never like was a tag team with Rude, um, but they always feuded. But you saw it with Flair, where they would go back and forth, and like Sting and Rude had that hate, but also Rude and Steamboat has have that hate as well. So I know you guys haven't been the biggest Rude fan, but he's like definitely the most hated um, of, of the four here. Um, I did like uh, as we're getting forward in the match, like. Uh, there was a sick stun gun, stun gun given to Dustin on the ropes. Like, he flew to the floor after the stun gun. It was awesome. Um, I love the missile dropkick from Rude to Dustin. It's pretty crazy that he breaks that out. Um, I love the fake tag that they do when the ref's back is turned. They do, like, the thing where they... I, I just... It's a nice old-school heel tag team move. Um, Sean, I guess it, I just loved when the Andersons did it from crock yeah. and roll. Um, I loved how... Um, Steamboat ran in and interrupt the Rude Awakening to Dustin, and the Dustin hit the DDT, but the DA was still beating his ass. And I love that Steamboat got the crossbody in the win. I love after that, Rude hits the Rude Awakening. It's like, we're not done yet, and I went to full four as well. This was a banger of a match. Like, I, I wish it went longer, but yeah. Like Logan and you guys said, the crowd was white hot for everything, and this is everything I thought, like, you know, I've enjoyed the podcast, but I thought from a match quality standpoint, this is what I thought it would
1: be. Yeah, I, I, it would have been nice if we'd gotten this by, like, episode five. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but Yeah, yeah episode, I didn't
4: yeah. mean it to mean that I wasn't enjoying the podcast, but no, this right. is more definitely what I was looking
1: looking mm-hmm. to see. No, I mean, listen, historically, when I look back on this uh, period of time, for me, for some reason, I remembered having more of these. Yep. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. yeah, so I think that was the whole joy of coming into this, and as we went through it, I'm like... All right, where is this? I remember this eight man, this one particularly, and I'm like, when are we getting to it? And I thought it's, I didn't realize it was so late in the game, but um, yeah, next to me, probably the second best match we've watched since that clash tag. I would yep. think we're all in alignment on that one for yep. sure. So, um, all right, cool. All right, so uh, yeah, definitely go out of your way to watch this one for sure. Literally seven days prior to Super Brawl. This one is just amazing. All right, so our next match, we are going to main event on February 23rd, the next day. Um it is a tag team match between uh, Barry Wyndham and Ron Simmons, who is clearly falling out of this whole um, was really red hot there for a while and coming coming into this and is falling out, um, as we'll see at Super Brawl, who he takes on and uh, who comes in for the save, which we'll talk about. But it's Wyndham and Simmons versus Eaton and Anderson. So Windham and Simmons dominate with some fun exchanges by Simmons on a double football tackle, a spinning atomic drop by Barry and with Simmons' punch. Heels finally get the upper hand and a miss, uh, S- Simmons charge outside. They throw his arm into post, and Paul Lee, um, basically yells a out is fine. Uh, back in the ring, Simmons and Arn collide. They both tag, winning with Larry it's to both heels. He goes up top, does an awesome flying Larry to the Eaton covers, but Larry in an awkward stare by he and Larry. Barry, like, they don't know what to do. Then all of a sudden, Dustin comes in and he and Larry go at it. And I'm like, where did Dustin come from? And then all six are in the ring. Dustin throws Larry into Barry's taped fist. And the ref counts three, and I'm like, what? Because Larry's not even in the match. Uh, this match was really good until the really stupid ending. That's like, what a crock of shit. Uh, Barry continues to be awesome. This ending was fucking stupid. I went two and a quarter stars for this stupid fucking ending because it made no sense. So, uh, Chip, I will go to you first.
0: I hate when me and you correlate together. I, I went... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, this was I, fucking
0: stupid. It so It was... Dumb. This, this was, um, no,
1: this the big this old is, dusty finish. This is a dusty Rhodes finish, man. It, so it's tough. just
0: like, I was enjoying the match with a stupid ending. Like, you know, it's like Larry comes in. Why not just call it a DQ? Because Larry, like, I even have a note here. Crunch runs in for a, a DQ and presents these. Nick doesn't call it. Then Dustin ran in. And then like, I was like, Barry pins Larry and wins like, what, what are we doing? But I will say Ron looked pretty good hitting the football tackles in, in the match. And I loved when Arn was trying to make peace with Ron. And then Arn was like, no, and like stabbed him in the back. But yeah, I went two and a quarter. Like, it's like our swan song to Ron, it feels like.
1: Yeah, it, it, the, the ending took me out. So you went two and a quarter too? Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Ron Simmons did the good. The match was tracking well until the bullshit ending. Susan, what do you think?
3: I don't like this. I don't like this one bit because I also went two and a quarter on this match. (laughs) We're we're agreeing a lot tonight, by the way. I don't like this. I'm not a fan. I must say I'm not a fan not a fan of this i'm gonna change my rating in the next match just to be (laughs) sure uh i mean the match itself was fine but i i dinged it because of the unspeakably stupid fucking finish i mean i I just call it a dq why do you need to do the stupid bullshit with winding Wyndham pinning a guy who's not even in the match it makes no fucking sense i mean i get that the feud is with larry but i don't know it's just it's fucking stupid
1: uh why not not just put larry in the fucking match and pin him i mean right yeah (laughs)
3: Right. Just have the enforcers reunite for one night. Who cares? It's fucking stupid. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a decent match with a real stupid finish. I, I do feel like and this is a could been a common thing, a theme. Uh, the D.A. didn't get a ton of offense in this match. Like, I feel like it was uh, damn near squash like for like the first half of this match. But and then you get the dumb finish. So, yeah, I mean, not much more to add. It, it's it's a two and a quarter match for three out of the four. Logan, what say you? <laughs> But, oh, nice transition.
1: Are we going, are we going three for three <laughs> on two and a quarter? Four for four, four, I mean.
4: I, I did have two down, but I'll go two and a quarter just because it's not that much of a difference, and it's it's perfectly fine to go that as well. Um, so I'll make it four for four. Um, I like watching the two big hosses bully Arn and eating around. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, the only way the Alliance can get any advantage in this match is kind of dodging offensive moves, I think. Uh, maybe Eaton dives out of the way of a tackle from uh, Simmons at one point. He hits his shoulder on the post. But, yeah, just complete domination by uh, Wyndham and Simmons here. And, yeah, this finish was stupid, but uh, it was an okay match before that. Uh, nothing to, nothing super to write home about, but uh, I thought it was pretty good for the most part.
1: Yep. So, man, we're agreeing a lot tonight. So that's two matches in a row, minimal, that we have all been on the same page. So that's uh, pretty crazy. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're just well, we're 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 well synced group tonight. That must be it. Anyway, uh, all right, let's see how we do on this next one. If we do the next one, this will be a little scary. So we are actually <laughs> now we're on uh, we're going to February 29th, which is the same weekend as Super Brawl. So we got two matches to talk about this weekend. Our next episode will do Super Brawl. So we're going to WCW Pro and uh our match, Tom Zink. And Marcus Bagwell versus Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. So, funny story um, about Tom Zanka and Marcus Bagwell. So, uh, in D.C., where I live, uh, I actually went to a house show where Z-Man and Bagwell challenged uh, Greg Valentine and Taylor May Man for the U.S. tag titles at the D.C. Oh Armory. God. On April 3rd, 92, so I'm letting you right now know, Zanka and Bagwell, um, at, the, at this point in time, as we get into Super Bowl, Bagwell is actually feuding with the Taylor May Man. This will transition into him and uh, Zank feuding with him and Valentine for the U.S. tag titles. So um, I actually saw that match in person. And by the way, D.C. Armory, same location I saw Capital Combat at. So just a funny return,
3: return of Robocop. Yeah,
1: Correct. So I was there as well. But I remembered this. Tag... <laughs> so I remember this tag team just because I remember seeing them. And I went back and looked and I'll be damned. It was April 3rd, 1992. So that was pretty funny, I thought. Um so here we go. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Eaton and Arn taunting the faces with their belts. Paulie is on the phone, and this time he actually showed him dialing. So most of the time he picks up the phone, he doesn't dial; he just talks. But they actually showed him dialing, so I was shocked. Bobby pops Z-Man with a great right hand and almost sends him over the top rope, which of course that was great. Z-Man selling that this was very obnoxious. Uh, Z-Man hits a very stiff karate kick to the face of Arn. Later, Bagwell bitch slaps the hell out of Eaton. Heels finally get control and work over Zank's arm, including Bobby busting out the DDT on the arm called the divorce court that he hasn't done in a very long time. I used to love that move when he was in the Midnight Express. Uh, Bagwell eventually gets in and hits the cradle suplex, but, of course, Zank is stupid and talking to the ref, allowing Arn to come in, kick Bagwell in the kidneys, then hit him with Paulie's phone for three. <laughs> this, then, this then leads the Heels working over Bagwell. Paulie whipping him and the Steiners come out and beat the shit out of Arne and Bobby is and Austin to run out in their tuxes Clearly, this was tasted at the same time as the uh, Paulie Awards a few episodes back. And um, the Heels beat up the Steiners. During miss, which I thought was also very funny, uh, the Steiners are getting the shit kicked out of them. and Zinka Bagwell walk to the back and leave the Steiners to get their asses kicked, uh, which was hilarious. <laughs> so the match, I don't think, was really that bad. I like the arm work. I continue to hate the Dangerous Alliance overselling for the mid-card. I thought the beatdown was good to add to the heat, to the pay per view. And I thought Bagwell and Zeke abandoning the Steiners was some really uh, some really uh, ignored uh, heel coward bullshit. I actually went two and a quarter on this one as well. Uh, Sousa, I'll go to you.
3: Yeah, I mean, now I didn't put the same rating. So unfortunately, okay. we have to break that streak. But okay. I, I, I did go two on it. I mean, it was... I, minus the stupid finish, I thought it was fairly similar to the last match. Honestly, and I mean, just like,
1: like the hit, and the kid. I don't know. I thought the finish maybe laughed more than anything. It was just
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: I, I thought Eaton was really good in this match. He hit uh, Zinc with a great punch that nearly sent him to the floor. I thought that was really good. Uh, now, as good as Eaton was, uh, I thought Bagwell absolutely sucked <laughs> in this match. <laughs> Uh, His punches just look like shit. They're so bad at this point. And, uh, you know, for someone who's a five-time rookie of the year at this point, you'd think he'd know how to throw a punch. Good Lord. But, yeah, I mean, it it was a fairly standard tag match. It was, I mean, that's literally what my notes say. It was another one of these tag matches that end with some form of uh, uh, interference post-match. It was perfectly solid but uh, unspectacular. So uh, two stars for me on this.
1: All right, I agree with you on that one. Uh, Let's go to Schiff. What do you think?
0: I don't know if we were all watching the same match. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, oh okay. I
0: do feel like the babyface has got too much offense.
1: Well, I think I said that.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I didn't think it was good as you guys thought.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna going
0: to give it like four.
3: I thought you were going to give it like I mean, four stars or something. Two and a two and a quarter isn't exactly great. I mean, it's solid.
0: I'm just, uh, yeah. I will say. Uh, <laughs> it's a below it's not average not so nice. impact match.
3: It's not so <laughs> nice to be on the other side of this, is
1: it, Sean? No,
0: it's not, actually. How dare you guys? This is absurd. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. um,
0: <laughs> how how dare you guys have crappy opinions?
1: Um, we're we're in the upside down
0: world tonight. On this one. <laughs> uh, we'll say I completely like,
4: disagree with you guys. I would go one and three quarters. I'm just kidding.
0: I mean, I went a star and a half. So like, I thought I was going to be the high man for this, and I'm the low man. Like, the only thing I liked was when Bobby laid out Z Man with a solid right hand, and like, but like, they shouldn't have to cheat and hit Bagwell with a phone and for it to end. Like, I was. Just left a sour taste in my mouth.
1: Okay. So, where'd you go? A star and and a half. half. Okay, Logan, what'd you think?
4: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) I went two stars Um, as much as I'm okay with the Alliance kind of getting their ass handed to them by a team like Simmons and Wyndham in our last match, uh, them getting outsmarted and dominated by these goons early in this match, maybe a step too far. Um, This is kind of a match that there wasn't much to, and Alliance gave up too much offense to their opposition, kind of like y'all have all said, Um, but it wasn't a bad match per se. I guess there just probably wasn't a ton to it, but I went two as well.
1: All right. So what's the total on that one?
4: Uh, give me just a second, sir. <laughs>
1: All
4: right,
1: 1.94. Yeah, I mean that's okay. I mean, listen, I don't.
3: I, there's nothing wrong with that. I agree.
1: That's that's fair and average. I'm, from now from yeah.
3: now on, that's the uh, Logan calculates the ratings music. I,
1: I like that. So from now, please do that from now on, shift. That was great. Right. Well, well, we well, see. I had it
4: calculated, and I hit the wrong button and it fucked
1: it up. Oh so, well, yeah. that'll happen. Yeah.
3: All right. Excellent. Anytime you need to fill time, just tell Schiff he'll do that noise again. All right,
1: we have one last match. The seven matches we had to review—I mean, really freaking chock full—heading um, into uh, Super Bowl. So we are going to Worldwide, uh, same weekend, uh, two twenty-nine, the same night as Super Bowl. We have another freaking eight-man, which again, crazy. So it's Rick Rude, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zbysko, picking on Ron Simmons, Big Josh, Brian Pillman, and Tom Zink. So we've had a totals Austin. Uh, been missing this whole time so i think uh we'll find out why on our next episode but uh interesting tag team here ron simmons and big josh which by the way um ron simmons and big josh are your current u.s tag team champions and uh brian pillman and tom Zink are former u.s tag team champions so Mm -hmm. um not a bad little setup here um i think all of these are solid with the exception of z-man for the most part Uh, The first thing I noticed is the Golden Girls in the front row as Rude cuts his music. (laughs) Uh, Tonight, we are Sleazy, Sloppy, Snaggle Toots, Suckfish. That was was amazing. Very good. That was very good. Yes. That was very original and different. I have no idea. I'm glad you got that one out, too. Yeah, I have no idea what that means, but that, oh, that I didn't fuck it up, you mean? Yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it wasn't an Arachnaman situation.
3: It was no, not an Arachnaman situation.
1: Let's see. Uh, apparently, it has been announced that there will be eight and a half men tags where Paul Lee. We'll have to wrestle as a half a man, <laughs> um, and that is coming your way, which oh. I thought was pretty funny. That was announced during well, commentary. I, I
3: got. It. I wanted to ask you, what does that mean? Does he have to like wrestle the match on his
1: knees, or like? I don't know. I guess that means that there'll be eight mans, but he's going to be the other half, so he's considered half a man because the rest of them are men and he's not. He's half a man. I, I mean, know. he's a he's a human man. I mean, I know, but I guess he's but he's not a wrestler, and they look at him as half of a man because he's not really a man. I guess they're basically calling him a pussy, Matt. I, uh, I see. I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, so just shot. I mean, would you like to see an eight and a half man tag with Paulie? No, I mean, look, I want to see it. I was just very confused at why there's a half man in it. <laughs> I don't know because the eight, because there'll be four and a half men on one side and four on the other, which means the heels have the advantage.
3: I see. It's like two and a half men, but with four and a half. Got there, it.
1: Yeah, sure. Very confusing. I mean, it's anyway. Men, 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 All right. So Josh shoulder blocks Bobby outside of the ring, and Paul calls his lawyer because it's not legal, which was pretty funny. Uh, according to Tony, Arn wants Z-Man in because Z-Man beat him for the TV title about a year ago. Arn plays the face ping pong punching bag. Larry in Ann screams as he gets beat up by Z Man. Crowd goes nuts for Simmons and Rude to face off as Simmons flexes and does a rude hip swivel as two idiots up front do a tomahawk chop. What are you laughing at? The uh, the ping, ping pong, pong punching. Pong bag. punching bag. You know what I mean by He's that? He's not right? wrong. Yeah, I know <laughs> what I mean by that, right? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> uh, the crowd goes nuts for Simmons and Rude face off. I love Simmons doing the flexing and the rude hip swivel. Ron Simmons looks very awkward doing that. There's a test of strength by the two. Is Damn. Yes. <laughs> test of strength by the two is Larry yells for the apron, suddenly to Rude to break him. Rude gets Simmons down and swivel hips in his face. This was awesome, by the way. Pillman and Zink double team Eaton. Zank rolls Eaton up for three. The ref is arguing with Arn and Larry distracts uh, Pillman, who goes after him. Aaron's fine, Buster Zank, and pins him and counts three, even though the ref clearly saw Arn never tagged in. This is another, like, what the fuck, sudden ending, not a match that was shaping up to be, I thought, pretty good. Um, I just don't understand these what-the-fuck-endings. Again, so out of nowhere, and against almost zero offense from the Alliance. Um, I actually went two and a quarter on this. Again, it had the ability to be really, really good, and it just out of nowhere, and the Alliance keeps selling for a team they don't need to be selling for, and we're here on the night of Super Brawl, so Schiff, I'll go to you first. Oh, God. All right. Uh, you went—what'd you go? Two and a quarter. Yeah, but I could probably go two. I mean, I don't I, listen, these matches, for me, you're solid. I just— I just hate the way they end, and they keep selling to these guys. I don't hate the matches; they're solid. And I don't know. Talking about me being a mark, uh, this match sucked. <laughs> this match did not suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the match did not suck. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy this match one iota. Um, I whatever. I have faces
4: of s- iota.
0: I know. Wow. Um. um like, I got Rude and Ron doing the pose. It was like the highlight of my match. Like, like, but, like. First off, I had what the hell is this Hick music? As I have realized it was Big Josh's <laughs> music at the start. I mean, it sounds- it's the same music he's had the entire pod, shift. I impossible question to answer. If I <laughs> have remember. we seen Big Josh before
3: tonight? I don't remember. We've Sean seen a hundred times.
0: Okay, I-, I haven't even seen Rude a hundred times. We've so seen Big only- Josh more than we've seen Rude there's only been 16 episodes you can't be a hundred times okay uh i i just did not enjoy this match one bit i don't know if it's because it was spoiler alert the last one on this episode but um yeah i went one star i thought this was a nothing match
1: whatever uh <laughs> <Logan>. <laughs> i
4: i went two. I, I thought it was fine there you go fine. see thank you um this face team sure is something. What a conglomeration of weird fucking people to put together. Um, I, I love the ping pong <laughs> bag. Bag. Yes.
3: <laughs> I love
4: that spot. I always do. Uh, he does it so well. Um, and then Arn hit a pretty sick spine buster at the end. Uh, but again, I said until the finish, the alliance looked like a- absolute goobs in this one and got beat up by a team that probably shouldn't be beating them up. So, But yeah, I thought it was fine. Two stars.
3: All
1: right, two stars. Uh, Souza.
3: I uh, I went between you guys. I went a star and a half on this. So it was a man match. I mean, there, there really wasn't much happening in this. It felt very much. It, it's weird because it feels like the type of match that should be a showcase for the Dangerous Alliance and then it wasn't. So it's like, what was kind of the what was the whole point of this? Like, we really need the the uh, Simmons, Josh, Pillman, Zinc team to get that much offense on the Dangerous Alliance again. And I know it feel it feels like we're saying this every week because we are. And they're not learning that the Dangerous Alliance should be destroying a team like this. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially when you said this was this was Day of Pay Per View, right? So yes. like, it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have the Dangerous Alliance struggle against a team like this, so it it was technically uh, fine, I guess, but uh, I I docked it because of how uh, stupid the booking of this match is to have a match like this uh, on the day of the pay-per-view, so uh, star and a half for me.
1: Alright, so Logan, final tally? That would be a 1.69. Yeah, we've had a lot of... How many did we have under two tonight?
4: Uh, We only had Three above
1: two, so. Interesting. So out mm-hmm. of out of seven, we only had three above two.
4: Yes. Yeah, so it was four and three. Yeah. Four. What? Four below two, two three three above.
1: All right. So all right. So that brings us to the end of the show. So let's kind of go back and do our overview. Oh, thoughts. So <laughs> uh, um, worst worst match. Uh, Hammer Patriots. Yeah, nine, the six the tag. The yeah, six I think man. we yep. all agree had a six man tag. Yep. One hundred percent. Yep uh shift yeah all right best match we're all aligned on the eight man yeah that's where we mm-hmm. cycled up at yep um absolutely all right so uh the good eight man. <laughs> all right right right. All right yes so i would have to, uh least dangerous i think we're all gonna have to agree it's gonna be zabisco right yeah 100 yeah no doubt okay see see i'm not a mark for larry i can admit he's least dangerous motherfuckers first time forever then no, I'm just saying. I mean, it's obvious the path we're going with Larry, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's the least dangerous for the remainder of this pod, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, all right, here's what's interesting. Most dangerous, because I feel like I don't You'll know. Make this, me go first. Yeah, I'm gonna make <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make shift go first. This one's tough for me. Yeah. To be honest, because it's been kind of a potpourri night tonight. So
0: I'm gonna go with Arn.
1: He got two hey. of the pens. Okay. So Arn for two of the pins. Okay. I don't really have any certain feels on this one. So, Susa, how about you?
3: Yeah, I was kind of leaning Arn, too. I thought he looked the best in all of these, uh, all the matches that he was in, even in the the suck shit Patriots match. So I, I think I'm going to lean Arn on this one. But it's real close. It's a tough it's a tough call on this
1: one. I was going to say Arn because he nailed a couple of freaking banger DDTs in a couple mm-hmm. of these matches that were freaking amazing. Yes. Yep. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Arn, too. Logan? I, I
4: I'll, I'll just agree with y'all. I, I I don't really have any feels towards. I, I I would say Arn, but like he also looked like a goober in all of those uh, just tag team matches uh, when uh, they faced Simmons, and Wyndham, and Zink and Bagwell. So I I don't know. But uh, he had he probably had the best night of anybody. But I don't think this was a strong, uh, uh, dangerous alliance. Episode.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody really truly like stood out as an MVP, right? I just that's I think this was a tough one. Normally, we could do these shows and there's one that stood out and I don't think that's the way it was this episode.
4: I wasn't as lay up on Larry on least dangerous either, but I will I'll I'll So who I'll so him. so who would it,
1: so who would have you been? Okay, that's fine. So who would have you said?
4: <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them, all of them sucked.
1: Wow. All right, so here's the big one. On a scale of 1 to 5, in the journey of the Dangerous Alliance, and here we are, the episode before Super Brawl. Where would we rank this uh, This watch? And this one's tough. I'm, mm. I, I'm never going to go first on this one. I'm going to go to Sousa first. I, I, God damn it.
3: I'll go first.
1: I'll go first. I was gonna say first. All right, Shift, go first. I'll give it a four. Interesting. So we had three matches. Based on crowd reaction alone. All right, so crowd reaction. Faces. You would go for. <laughs> What'd you say, Logan?
4: That was the faces, though. Like, yeah, but the faces
0: the- have to have a good heel to go up against for the crowd reaction.
4: So, uh, Sean, let me ask you. You're the you're the ring here. What what is this? What what are we rating here? Are we rating how we feel the Dangerous Alliance is presented,
1: or
0: why are you asking thought- this in episode sixteen?
1: <laughs> because- <laughs> I think I have a conflicted feeling to what right, y'all I, well, the, I, what My point of this. view in this is, in the journey of the Alliance and what they mean to this time period and in the grand scheme of the history of wrestling and what we feel the Dangerous Alliance was. Right now I'm more confused. Just go the, ahead. <laughs> the journey, the, the historical journey of the Dangerous Alliance and their place in wrestling. And where they ultimately end up in this part, in this time frame in wrestling.
3: I can go next if you need more time, Logan. Go go, go to Susan.
1: You overcomplicated your
3: thinking, Logan. Whatever. Go. Go, Susan. Go, Go, Matt. So uh, I'm not going to go quite as high as Schiff, but I I do think – See, the thing with this one is it's not very consistent as far as this watch goes. It was either really good or real terrible. I feel like there was no in between I mean, we had a couple I had a couple of uh, I had a two star match, I had a star and, right. and a half. Most match, of our
1: watches is pretty clear and distinct what it is. Right. This one was the, kind of poopery. The
3: the peaks are very high, but the lows are super low. So I think I mean we did get a hell of a tag match, so I, I think I'm gonna go three and a half on it. Because I mean, like Schiff said, the crowd is incredibly hot. Even through the suck ass matches, so I think that does count for something. Faces. Yes, I know my faces, but uh, go for I was, the faces. for the faces. I thought you said my face. I do. I'm just, I'm just used to you saying my face. Yeah, I thought you said
0: his face too, and I was like, damn.
3: It happens every fucking episode. I just assume that's what you're saying every time I hear face. Uh, but I will go. I will go three and a half, and I'll cut my monologue short so that Logan has to give his
1: now. All right, I'm actually going to say three and a half myself because. Listen, I thought overall the I, I thought the overall the watches were entertaining. There wasn't anything that made me go, "Oh my God, fuck, shit!" You know, I and they well, got. Uh, that- I didn't say that. Well, no, but you got the banger four star match. Uh, I mean, which which is amazing, which was ultimately. The face heel match we've been dying to get. So for me to go below a three and a half for me probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh,
3: I believe the Hammer Patriots six-man tag made me go, oh, my God, fuck shit.
1: Yeah, okay, one match out of the rest. out of One match out of seven for me maybe go, fuck shit. But So I've won three and a half, but the majority of it is probably because of the four-star match we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Logan, sorry. So in all the matches,
4: we went in the realm of two, so I'm going two um mostly because the alliance looked like a bunch of goobers in a lot of these matches i thought they looked like idiots in most of them uh and i thought that that's what we were basing it on how the dangerous alliance looked on this journey so um i i was confused as to what the uh, rating was i also get that point of view yeah, the matches were very consistent, but the I just don't think they were presented very well in this episode. So they did have the great match, so I will give it at least two. But mm. if that match hadn't been on here, I probably would have gone
3: one and maybe even lower.
1: Mm. I think Logan told me to go drop my score to three.
3: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not thinking about the score again. Move on.
1: No. Listen, he made a great point, right? I mean, I, I know he did, but I'm not changing my. Story I know, but again. but you know what? I'm gonna I'm being fair because Logan made a great point about how much these motherfuckers sold for some bad people. So, yeah, Logan, <laughs> bad I'm bad people. I feel for you. I mean, I, 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 I hear you. I get them
4: selling for teams like Sting and Steiners and the bigger teams with the stars in them, but they do too much for these people that are Hammer and the Patriots, and <laughs> you just fucking Zink and Bagwell and Big Josh. I guess
1: part of me secretly enjoys watching it because it's so ridiculous. You I say this. Mean, They do it.
4: They do it. They do it well, but I just feel like at this point, they're supposed to be this thing that they're just never going to be that they are in my head. If that's makes sense so
1: well I don't know. we don't have that many episodes to go for them to do it and i'm beginning <laughs> to think maybe they're not going to so all right but i'm, I'm gonna, sorry i'm yeah, gonna i'm man. gonna join yeah. to the finish line no matter what but <laughs> all right so with that we come to the most controversial part of this podcast it's the plugs <laughs> so uh shift are you are you ready to do your thing or
0: i don't know we'll see all right, All right, let's
1: go. Should, should I save you for last?
0: Yeah, please.
1: All right, we'll save the we'll save the not best for last. Uh, Souza, how about you? Uh, mm-hmm. I like the plug. My God, that's
3: uh, shift. That's uncalled for. I'd be very upset if I were you. Uh, you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on the extreme on the extreme three way dance on the North South <laughs> Connection, right here on the North South connection, where we are currently in 1998. We've just started 1998. So that is a blast to do. So give that a listen. Uh, you can also find me on GC dub colon, a game changing podcast on this very feed. There's a new episode of that out where we preview all the, the stuff that's happening in game changer wrestling, including all the big WrestleMania weekend shows, all 38 of them that they have going on WrestleMania weekend. So, uh, give that a listen. That is myself and Jennifer Smith, uh, Jenny hosts that, and she does a great job. So uh, give that a listen, and you can find me on Twitter, at Susan All
1: right, uh, Logan.
4: Highway to the Impact Zone. We just did the two shows after Destination X 2006. Uh, we'll build our way to lockdown 2006. Um, we have a new documentary pod here on the North-South Connection called Talking Docs. Uh, that's me, Jennifer Smith, and a great Roger Morset.
1: It is a great yeah. name. I came
4: up with it. I'm good just one. very good. <laughs> um, and then I'm on this. Uh, Jake is doing ruthlessly aggressive by month now, so I'm the whole on the whole build towards uh, Backlash 2003. So that that should be out soon as well.
1: Awesome. Um, as for me, you can find me on over on the pop feed uh, on the Comics Pod. Uh Traders of the Lost Arcs. Uh, oh thank God I forgot the name of it. Yeah, Traders of the Lost <laughs> Arcs. Well oh, I told you I was saving the best for last. Um uh, Traders of the Lost Arcs. Uh we we recently just did one on the uh what was it? What was it? The trial. Well shit. Trial of yellow yeah. jacket. Yes, oh uh, the trial of Yellow Jacket. Looks uh, like we, Sean
3: can't remember what. Well, he did.
1: no, well, because we've just picked our next arc, which is going to be on Power Pack, which is uh, nineteen eighty four. Power crap. No, from nineteen eighty four, which uh, Tim and I have a great fondness for. So that'll be a really good one when we get to it, and probably about a month from now by the time we get to record it. The other thing that is coming up, and I will announce it here first and foremost, we are rebooting NWA Crack and Roll. That'll be over on the Place to Be Nation feed. Um, We will have rotating guests in there, uh, and we might have a couple of the originals in there. That will be coming up, probably relaunch in May. Um, A couple of the folks on this pod will be joining me, along with probably a couple of the originals here and there. But. A little bit of an abbreviated version to get us through the timeline a little bit quicker, but more to come on that. I look forward to doing that. That should be a lot of fun. So um, that is it for me right now. And now I am going to turn it over to Mr. Scott Shifflett.
0: Um You can find me on um, on the pop feed with uh, Play While You Listen, video game podcast i uh i host that they they let me give give me free reign so that's a lot of fun susa was my first guest it was awesome uh also i don't know if these guys said it uh someone's eating their mic um i'm sorry (laughs) uh youtube roulette which for some reason they made me host this past episode too and that was a train wreck of great proportions we had a Buddy Landell versus Tully Blanchard, thirty-eight minute classic from mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-eight. Which good looked lord like, looked like it was on a MRSA infected ring. Ninety-eight. Um, You're welcome. Well. It was
1: at a It was at a racetrack in yeah. BFE, North Carolina. You're welcome. That's a Crockett special in eighty-five. I can't believe he did that in
0: ninety-eight. Yeah. Um, wow. And just uh, I can be found on Twitter at Scott underscore Listen to everything that's going on here. Uh, on all three feeds, uh, we're we're cranking out some bangas.
3: That's a weird middle name underscore.
1: I gotta say. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: how do you underscore a Twitter name? Uh, make it in 2012.
1: I mean 2010. Okay, all right. Uh, Shift, you did pretty good.
0: I know. <laughs> I almost forgot my own podcast name again,
1: <laughs> Well. Look
0: happens I mean, to the
3: best of happens to the best of us i, mean,
1: I shit the bed on my plug so i did it for you tonight i know you took over for yeah. me it was great yeah your father your father protecting you Isn't uh, nice? yeah i i took one for the team tonight <laughs> anyway so guys that's it we will be back in two weeks and we finally get to talk about super brawl 2 so uh we've been building up to this pay-per-view for a while so hopefully it'll be a great show great watch uh, we will be joined as always by Jacob Williams, who does all the paper per views clashes with us. So until then, I am Sean Kidd. He is Matt Souza, Logan Crossland, Scott Shiflet. We will see you in two weeks. Stay dangerous. Life, I want runway stars, Kate Moss. All my
2: life, I want waves at my front door. No green grass, no porch. I just want sea shores. All my life, all my life, pretty women don't tell me lies. All my life, pretty women done tell me lies All my life, pretty women done tell me lies Tell me lies, tell me lies I'm in that 745 Hope I can't come swoop you up round 745 Slide round with my drop top up or down, you down the right Look into my eyes and told me, daddy, show you right 745 745 Hope I can't come scoop you up Round 745 Slide round with my drop top Up or down you down the right Look me in my eyes And told me daddy yeah, to show you right 745 Eyes can't hide your hate for me Maybe it was made for the Maybelline Spent so much trying to park the car Barely got a tip for the maitre d You head straight to the oyster bar I tread like these times speak Play too rough, might break your heart And them glass shoes ain't made to walk These lonely streets, sun paved, unscathed Even more to do is giving you the coldest feet Said that you was coming through after dark To look at the stars, and hard to speak This thing called love real hard for me This thing called love is a god to me And we all just got property So feel free to fulfill the prophecy Adam, Eve, apple trees, Watch out for the snakes, baby Streets, we should get away, baby. I'm in at 745 Hope I can come scoop you up round 745 Slide round with my drop top up or down, you down the right Look into my eyes and told me, daddy, show you right 745, 745 Hope I can come scoop you up round 745 Slide round with my drop top up or down, you down the right. Look me in my eyes and told me daddy show you right. 745